Hi, welcome to the sixth episode. I'm your host Noel Woodward, and this is for the love of, for the love of filmmaking, lights, camera, action with Swayam Khanna. Swayam is an aspiring filmmaker with a vision of bending the notions of mainstream commercial works to bring out the actual power of cinema by subconsciously settling in ideas to the audience, and using this power of the medium to entertain as well as educate Indian society at large. Swayam is not a stranger to the show. He's been part of three episodes now, where we've discussed two TV shows, Normal People, and I know this much is true, as well as a documentary that's on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. In this episode, we talk about Swayam and his passion for films, how he got into working on them, as well as his recent projects, Mom, a crime thriller starring Shri Devi, which is now on Netflix, Arya, an Indian crime series on Disney Plus Hotstar. that stars Sushmita Sen and Mirzapur which needs no introduction so sit back and enjoy so i mean you've you spoke about the rap party and the fact that you guys kind of on the last day you kind of celebrate but it doesn't stop there right i mean you've got to share your work with the world and that's where um after post i i know there's a whole lot of stuff that's in the post production process but that's i think an entirely different conversation but uh, after you're done with everything you're you got to kind of promote it and market it and that goes a long way today um but but you know not all promotions work in favor of the films and shows they represent uh, warner brothers for example made a complete mess of harley quinn with uh, a ludicrous title which they ultimately changed for best, better S- seo optimization um then there was <laughs> then yeah this this was this was a thing where um it was called birds of prey and then mm. a huge title which ended with something like the emancipation of one harley quinn or something of that sort i can't even remember the title even though i just well, read it, it yesterday it's called birds of prey now right yeah. finally yeah it, it's now they brought in harley quinn up front mm-hmm. i think it's harley quinn birds of prey and yeah. so i mean it lost a, lost a lot of money because of that and then there was shawshank redemption which was released twice and bomb both times it ultimately went to vhs and was discovered and is now the highest rated imdb film of all time so two very different examples but i wanted to understand the process how much of a, of a say does the media and marketing team have in this as compared to the creative and production teams involved um i don't think it would be fair to say that i've seen this happening in immediately around me but i've been on the receiving end and i think i was pretty much in touch with the team and hotstar was doing promotions for arya and they were kind of going about um collecting you know even they were their their marketing actually went to the extent to kind of uh, go hand in hand with the production because it's mainly the studio promoting the show like mirzapur was proactively most promoted by amazon prime rather than the production house because i mean their budgets fall into their hands obviously the production would want it to be promoted as well but it wouldn't be fair to say that i've actually gotten my hands dirty in this i have, i have been on the receiving end it does play a big role 
i think uh, i i wouldn't have imagined um, because of the reach uh, mrs miss sushmita sen has obviously the show got that reach and uh, eventually became what it has become but i think social media played uh, a massive role as well because uh, i remember so much of word of mouth actually spreads when a friend of yours is putting a screenshot or a story saying i'm now watching this so it's more of a more personal effect that it has and it is basically driven driven by the studios only because i think a meme all a lot of memes are also being powered by the studios themselves exactly i mean so we keep looking I, at amazon prime and their meme factory <laughs> yeah, they have they have like a, i'm sure they have a network of these people who make memes and funny people on twitter who kind of pick up contracts but it's it's a great way of putting it out there for the youth yeah yeah, yeah yeah also another thing um, netflix has started kind of uh, bringing on um, a lot of social media influencers and comedians to kind of yeah. you know uh, review their shows while they're watching maybe episodes maybe segments i've seen tanmay yeah, bhat do I've that as that. well yeah yeah, yeah. so that's tanmay bhat puts everything i think he puts his, himself playing games on discord also yeah yeah so he does that he's yeah. he, he's a sucker for attention on <laughs> it works for him obviously it's that's his supposed to be like but uh, yeah I, i heard his podcast with uh, so i'm sorry i'm digressing too much but i've heard him talk also he's he's great to listen to actually tanmay bhat he talks uh, sense i think so great to be listening to him sometimes but ha so these memes play a big i think that's what i where the eyeballs are na these days to pull pull it towards the content jo cinema bana rahe hain and people are making long format you know it's like it's tough to kind of convince people to invest for like 10 episodes worth of viewing ke yao invest karo unless obviously mirzapur had that from season 1 I remember Mirzapur season one also not getting that kind of traction initially. So slowly snowballed into by the time season two came out, everyone has seen it, and now some people are watching season one because they want to catch up with the trend of because watching it is cool. I think promotion का तो even you running this podcast and even I am kind of making my uh, whatever independent pieces. I would say promotion is. is a long game because also once your content is stored online there could be someone consuming it days or months after yeah, yeah, yeah. it will yeah, be relevant yeah yeah, yeah so, absolutely so so yeah before we move to this final segment um, are there any interesting uh, interesting tidbits moments experiences you would like to share about the show also could you tell us if there's going to be a season 3 no pressure <laughs> if if you can't maybe you could talk about it from the lens of a viewer rather than someone who has worked on the show i the, bro these people have already uh, officially uh, accepted that there is a season 3 hmm uh, i think they did on the rajiv masan interview uh, where puneet mr puneet and even mr ritesh dwani kind of agreed to the fact that there would be another season another couple of seasons actually yeah i think and, it can go up to season 5 yeah and as he said uh, uh, puneet ji says that you know he can keep on writing it it's a world he's created now new characters will come up obviously with this one also few characters now in the story so uh, that's just a call i think these people have to take it's a very conscious call like like how perfectly you know breaking bad ended 
it's like everyone needs everyone obviously must be fantasizing about how to reach that point and decide okay so who is the walter white in mirzapur when when he dies that the show is over uh, some people are actually not even accepting the fact that munna is dead they're saying that his heart is uh, <laughs> the gun towards the center and he's not dead so they're just living in denial mode uh, but season 3 bhi aayega and uh, i think acha hi hoga and i can only hope i uh, if i get a chance to do it again but uh, i'm not sure if that's where the the timeline would match or something but let's see i mean it's a very far fetched thing to claim right now see overall bro i understood one thing that it's a big big ocean and there's it's it's a sea of people uh, like me who are also you know as dedicated even more dedicated sometimes and there's obviously i i have i have no shame in admitting that there are moments where you know anyone would feel insecure here because it's a huge it's like it's not a closely it's a very centralized industry also it's it's a very centralized place of working because jo jaisa chal raha hai waise hi chalega you can't and i don't want to be like i'm not saying i want to be a rebel and break the system or create a new system or anything but even if i end up you know eventually in my life end up uh, creating content which is satisfies me i would be happy even if it's but yeah that's the the main aim is to kind of reach as many people obviously and tell a story to as many people and that's what this platform provides you bollywood and, and uh, obviously my journey has been very interesting i have some great memories from all the projects i've done some friends i've i still have today from the first project i did and it's actually very closely knit so you actually keep bumping into people you worked with before you know someone else is doing something else on a different project so overall i've had uh, but some few anecdotes if i had to tell you i would actually bring up mirzapur was actually the most challenging shoot i've done it's actually been the most exhausting draining life altering experience in a way where i actually i actually lost a lot of sleep i actually lost a lot of weight <laughs> which is a good thing i got tanned i was uh, there was there's this location where the climax happens jargodam it's supposed to be an an uh, outer boundaries of mirzapur and it's where it was 46 degrees uh, celsius in the heat and we were shooting for four days non stop there and i think a lot of people felt sick it was but that see why this is a great memory to kind of look back at is because uh, i don't remember the times i peacefully ate uh, lunch on a set i remember the times when all these extreme you know extreme moments of duress were there where you know it was like it put you in a new place of brings out your character in a new way okay i have and you can't you kind of you kind of uh, come to realization that okay i have i can do this i didn't know i can do this i have done this but uh, and being patient with the team but uh, out of this and still we would go back to the hotel and party and sleep for two hours and then go back to shoot but there was that i don't think i can sustain that lifestyle for too long <laughs> i mean sahi <laughs> hai but yeah that's that was my that was my overall if i had to sum it up yeah so coming to the lifestyle that you could sustain uh coming to some of your work you've got some short films that you worked on and some other projects in the pipeline including trying to kill kabir as a self-written feature film 
could you talk about that a bit bro you pulled this out of my cv that i sent you <laughs> but uh, actually this script is uh, something i wrote uh, in turn 12 actually so it's something i actually wrote out of the sake of just writing i am actually revisiting this because it has lived it is it is kind of time tested now so i kept this one script i, I went to fiki also with it fiki frames is an event that happens in uh, hotel renaissance in pavai where a lot of production houses open doors to script pitching and i actually went to one of these twice i think i went consecutively two years wasn't for the purpose of getting my script greenlit it was for the purpose of meeting more writers understanding the narration and pitching uh, process and i would pay for these events and go but i would always gain uh, if nothing i would gain some uh, knowing someone who write and some of them some of their scripts have been greenlit but this script particularly has been time tested now because i also have to give it to you to read i don't know if you would be interested or it would make the time of course i'll definitely it. share with you yeah it's copyrighted so nobody <laughs> can steal it i'm actually waiting for it to get stolen so i can uh, <laughs> at least make some money off it <laughs> but wo nahi ho raha so but it's actually why i'm saying it's time tested because i i actually i just randomly gave it to some people to read it recently also and now everyone uh, who has read it has been encouraging me to kind of revisit kind of so it's a story uh, which i can't say much about but i don't know if you remember aditya joshi <laughs> from our school we actually i back in back at that time i had the same script in a short shorter uh, length in a short which we tried to make back then failed miserably i have still have like footage from there i made like a, a crappy edit just to keep it with me ki humne kabhi try kiya tha but aisa chalta rehta hai i mean there are more ideas i have fleeting ideas every day to write a new script and that's the way to sustain you coming to how i can sustain a life where i would want to make films and live sleepless for months uh, it would be because ultimately what everyone wants to i mean there are some professional people who would just want to serve as ads and i wish i, I had that kind of a uh, you know uh, i wouldn't choose dedication for the lack of a better word dedication to kind of stick to that job but uh, obviously everyone wants to kind of have their see their vision come to life but i'm not being very very attached to that right now if i am actually open to kind of experiencing more and working for working with more interesting people in whatever capacity it may come but meanwhile also seeing if i can you know bring something solid to the table myself and if someone is interested then obviously so if anyone is listening to this and they want to yeah. make a film they have a lot of money <laughs> they can give give it to me and <laughs> i will i will double it i'm not i'm no harshad mehta but i will try <laughs> cool that's it today cool so so apart from your work as a director writer you're also extremely active in the post production process where you've been part of the team that was working on mom and now you are freelancing in post production as well so could you just elaborate on that actually if you, if i was into animation i would just happily be into animation but i also uh i also value the part that live action brings which animation can't obviously but the whole fun process starts in post where you have all the material now you just have to kind of stitch it together this experimental mode yeah 
you can experiment you can do so many like you know permutation combinations you can keep going on and on learn new things about uh, other people's material also sometimes i get footage for some other so i have not even been on their sets and i see their footage and i learn ki acha ye idhar se cut karke matlab they didn't even think of this i thought of something fresh and that's why you usually people don't put editors on their sets because a fresh pair of eyes to kind of stitch and see the whole timeline but yeah mostly for me i think my first project in bollywood came because i was freelancing as a as an editor and then somebody trusted me with their post production management uh my boss then was he is the head at post production for drishyam films he gave me my first job in bollywood and uh, my job at on mom was basically coordinating between these n number of different departments dubbing vfx coloring di di coloring same thing uh you know and then offline edit online edit and basically uh, in simpler words it would be like cutting the film is offline and online would be putting graphics and animation in it uh in the larger scheme then obviously i wanted to go on the set then now i'm back in my own workspace so now i remotely work on edit projects uh sometimes i get some really good work sometimes i would get uh lesser interesting work but it's all work and then i mean i love playing on the timeline so and yeah editing t gives you a, a whole new uh because then as a director also you have to kind of make a timeline on set is what the basic understanding i have understood is ki koi bhi director scene bana raha hai so they are imagining a play head on a timeline only that my scene is cutting from here and then when this dialogue comes we cut to this angle Uh, or when this uh, cue comes and the scene is ending the music picks up it's as a director you're all always like visualizing and editing you're actually kind of seeing converting it so mera do i would actually be i would if nothing works out i would happily be on my system editing 24/7 and be happy if i can make a living with that so but jab tak pair hate hain main direct karne ka soch raha hu <laughs> so this coming to the second last part of this episode what do you think is going to change um when it comes to the theater experience um i for one don't think cinema is dead but how do you think the landscape will transform in the coming months especially with streaming services like disney disney plus doubling down on online content and disney announcing a strategic restructuring of its media and entertainment divisions um you know to meet to meet the audience where they are because of the pandemic at home streaming shows and movies to their TVs or even MGM for that matter almost starting a bidding war for no time to die with Apple TV and Netflix in the fray so what do you, what are your thoughts on that how do you think theaters are going to move forward bro as much as a as a cinephile you are i know you're a big cinephile and that can't change i mean theater experience theater experience people who have tasted it they can't they know they can't for the, the whole feel of watching a movie in a community wouldn't come in the comfort of your home a community viewing experience and with the the whole like imax experience that you can't experience at home so obviously there's con- now there's a lot of content that people will stop consuming in the theater which they can easily consume in their uh, you know personal space sometimes even not even sometimes people i mean lately what's been happening is you watch things at your own convenience you can't 
you don't really wait for anyone to like collectively view unless like let's say we would want to watch something together we would wait for each other and then watch it together in the theater but mostly it'll be like you watch things in your own time i watch so i am no pundit or i am no exp- i am not like an expert at this but i can say this much that wo like you know there's a whole now for your films to be in the theater to be running in the theater successfully it has to have give that theater experience it has to be worth that uh you know like something like what mr nolan does or something what denny does it's like it gives you it gives you that for example i i can't watch, i don't think i would have enjoyed dunkirk on my laptop it's it's not that kind of a film which uh that's why i have been avoiding tenet i think you've seen it have you no no i haven't seen it as yet you're also avoiding it basically yeah i'm avoiding it as much as i can so, that's the answer bro <laughs> i mean, no but no i'm also talking about the things that are not in the control of the theaters or the production houses for example um what happens if uh people are losing money and this is not oh. like this is not pocket money this is like proper in millions because budgets yeah. are in millions so if production houses are losing money and nobody's going to the theater then the last resort would be to put it out as soon as possible and give it to the highest bidder now i mean i mean i understand the fact that you know uh, there are films and there are filmmakers who kind of um make movies for that big cinematic experience nolan is one then he will know another um nolan pushed his pushed his uh, way through and got tenet to be released but it's not done well uh, yeah. the the studios lost a lot of money and as a result of that i think that was the litmus test for all the other movies and everything else has moved to the next year including dune which has moved an entire year it's not even a couple of months it's moved an entire year so i mean just going forward do you think that um, the way we make movies and consume them i think in some way that's going to change because there are only going to be a couple of directors here and there who are going to be you know uh, effectively making a movie for that big imax experience it's going to be a very niche market i feel until you know this entire pandemic is over and from the looks of things it's going to roll on till the middle of next year at least so just yeah just any thoughts on you know how can they kind of reach the sort of middle ground because what's happening is since these guys are not um uh, releasing their movies and giving it to, to the theaters the theaters are not running anyway so they're shutting down so if theaters are shutting down mm-hmm. where are these mm-hmm. movies going to be seen then so it's it's everything is connected in a way yeah i mean my only thought to on that would be that cinema um it's it's become a question of your uh how comp- like how much of a competence if either you're like a big big name like nolan then people are going to watch it or is this going to be like word of mouth like even if the theaters would open now it would it would be a choice for us uh, for the citizens to kind of make a call that they want to go or not so for the civilian i think it's it's become that it's totally in their hand now and, and let's say if there was no corona bro like let's say there was no covid still like you know there's so much ott happening and now the pandemic only giving it like a boost now ott has become so much of a convenience i myself wouldn't go to the theater for every other thing 
like earlier i would watch those things in the theater like this is a very personal subjective look at how i would treat it how much time how much time will you waste on traveling getting the ticket waiting in queue waiting for interval that also factors in now because especially like the lockdown has given enough time for people to ponder over time like what time is so that's a that's a huge vast ocean to jump into in a conversation but ye time bhi to ab like it's become it's there so much content now bro like not even only films like it's so much so much of micro content on a daily basis so i was i actually shared a list with you 90 minutes or less a yeah. list of films that were 90 minutes or less <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean that's a very bad way to watch films <laughs> i wouldn't <laughs> i didn't like one film on that list i started watching i randomly watched a few films i didn't like one so <laughs> yeah but uh, now the choices are being made upon upon the decision of how much time it will consume unless it's like a like a dunkirk or or a tenet or dune dune for you yeah dune dune yeah so just coming to the last question um not really a question the last part of the episode as an aspiring filmmaker uh, you've obviously got your influences and also some all time favorite films tv shows and also could be some recent stuff that you've been watching if you could just shoot some names and absolutely bro yeah. i think goes without saying denny is a mutual a filmmaker that that we and it was it was i, I think a couple of years, I, i think a year back benny wasn't as popular amongst a lot of people then i think people explored his filmography and it's more worth uh, exploring obviously so all his work i've seen i th- I, i think we've discussed this i i don't, i don't think he has one single bad film uh, everything every film has, has like something to it that you can kind of pick up from and he has a very distinct grammar in all of these films so he's a very he's an author in a way like he properly styles his films as much as of substance there as much it has as much of the style in it um even more i think and then in india i think i look up to dibakar banerjee i look up to anurag kashyap a lot i think uh, he has kind of uh, damaged his own uh career by making gangs of wasipur he only himself claims that uh basically can't do anything like that again so i really think that 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 was a turning point for indian films also so even shriram raghavan is i think one of the most uh prolific filmmakers we have in india and uh so their work is something that uh, really appeals to me Uh, the um, then i mean i obviously have in, like a great amount of respect for the breaking bad world for mr vince killigan vince killigan has uh, completely transformed how i look at mundane mundane worlds in cinema you know he has completely transformed how uh, cinematic yet mundane life is you know <laughs> like some sequences some montages that he would shoot would be completely like mundane things and it would seem the most cinematic so he has completely uh, changed how films can make you think about a certain f day to day things and especially that episode fly 
from breaking bad so breaking bad is a, it's a i actually have a handbook from breaking bad also of uh, it's it's a book that you don't buy you can't buy in india I, at least at the time when i bought it you couldn't so someone gifted it to me and it has completely like break break it breaks down breaking bad into uh, and and the fact that so much of it was also chance of how things turned out and what it gives me hope you know like some some things are some things are completely a fluke and it it just connects with the genius that is and it becomes like a masterpiece obviously there's a genius to it but then there's so many flukes also that trying to just fall into place and that is inspiring it gives you a hope that you know it happens every time even if when you make something small like my short films that i made i i actually noticed some really good things about it in hindsight where i didn't plan them in a certain way and it's always like it gives you another push it gives you more courage to kind of go out and try new things even though lately i haven't been uh, behind the camera as much as i would want to be uh, i've kind of been in my head only so but i get to express myself here with you book yeah. life so it's great uh, maybe something ஒரு Uh, completely out of my interest i it's also educate it's educating me in a way it's kind of uh, in, informative for me because i didn't know so much that goes behind in the stock markets and the history of bombay stock exchange so that is fascinating i think that is one thing i really love about even hansel mehta does a great job at bringing true stories to life thanks a lot swayam thanks for talking to us thanks for coming on the show and hope to have you back real soon maybe on the next episode of the big little screen thanks bro i think you cut off a little bit but i uh, i had a great time being here bro again and it's always great to vocalize yeah thanks a lot man thanks bro and that's a wrap so i will be back for more episodes of the big little screen real soon until then you can check out all the other episodes which have been linked in the show notes Subscribe to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at for the love of podcast or write to us with your thoughts, ideas, comments at connect at for the love of podcast.in. Thanks for listening. This is for the love of.